What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and you are watching Gratitude Unfiltered Remixed on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to E360 TV. Thank you guys so much for supporting our network. As you know, we are Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, powered by E360. I want to thank everybody watching on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all the platforms, Tumblr. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, podcast audience. Thank you, radio audience. Uh, and But thank you to everyone that's coming over the network to watch the broadcast. It means a lot to us. Um, thank you for supporting our mission. And thank you for supporting our book, The Devil Inside Me. Uh, the feedback has been amazing. Even the negative feedback uh, has been awesome because you know what? Feedback's feedback. It, 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 it stirred up an emotion in you. And that's kind of what it was supposed to do. I mean, there's a deeper meaning, there's a deeper purpose, but I don't want to spoil it. So, although it's kind of obvious. Anyway, but thank you for supporting our book. Um, I don't know. Being an international best-selling author uh, and uh, hitting number one in those countries for the categories that we hit is really, really special because it, it it's showing that it hit the target. So, thank God for that. Thank God for you. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm so grateful for just... It's got to be God's grace. It's the only thing I can think of that even, even as a follower of Jesus Christ and making, you know, making mistakes, having hiccups, one of the most beautiful things that I love about Jesus is that we are not, look, if we live in sin, yeah, there's consequences. But the thing about having a father like we have is that um, if he is your father, the thing about having a father like that is that you know, you get corrected, but the cool thing is that correction gets used. That mistake gets used once we give it to God, once we repent, once we ask for forgiveness, once we even ask for help. It's amazing how God will step in and take over. And, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing because I, everything, whether it's in this book or just the life that I'm blessed to live now, I have to just be, I'm so grateful for grace because, you know, without forgiveness, without that, all I would just be is still shaming myself, beating myself up, um, still mad at the world, still angry at myself for not being perfect and not being all these things that I think I should be. Um, it's amazing to, to be able to give all that to God and have him have him work with it and have him mold us and shape us. And I guess I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. And um, it's been incredible because because of that, it's allowed us to do some really cool things, really special things that only happen with God in our life and, um, and him leading the way. So I'm grateful for that today. Curious what you're grateful for. Uh, please share, share in the comments here if you're able to, if you're listening on the radio or podcast, um, you're always welcome to join us on the network. Uh, and engage with everybody else, or uh, just leave a comment where you're at. So thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to get right into it. We have an amazing guest today. I'm really, really excited. I have a really good friend from My Brother's Keeper uh, in Oklahoma City at Word of God Church. Actually, he's graduated now. Uh, reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, man. Oh my gosh, I got the guy you got to interview. You got to interview this man. You got to interview him. He's going to blow you away. And so he sent me some information. I looked him up and I was like, yeah, I got to talk to this guy. So I'm really, really excited. You guys are in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to introduce King in just a little bit. But first, but first, 
this. <laughs> Got to hit my cues better. I need, I need the buttons right here where I can touch them. That's going to be perfect. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered Remix. We're actually going to go back to Gratitude Unfiltered um, until our DJ situation uh, uh, kicks in. We're talking to a couple DJs about being the DJ for the show because, you know, it's really hard to do this and focus and then also <laughs> spin. I try to do it, try to find the recipe and the way that I want to do the broadcast, the way I want to set up the tour um I, i'm 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 auditioning djs <laughs> so i still love the dj uh but we're gonna go back to gratitude unfiltered until we get the dj uh probably after this broadcast but anyway we are in for a treat today heavenly father thank you so much for the opportunity to live my childhood dream and get to do a talk show thank you for that and thank you for our guest today father i just ask that you speak through us you flow through us um, and you just, in, in what we talk about today, let it uplift everyone that's here watching right now or listening. And, uh, father, I just ask that we speak right to the heart of the matter for what people need most, that the thing that they need most, that's going to elevate them out of the despair that they're in, the frustration, the anger, the resentment, uh, just speak through us, Lord. We trust you. I surrender this broadcast to you and I speak blessings over everyone watching and listening right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Mr. King Ritchie. What's up, King? How you doing, man? I'm doing fine, brother. Thank you for having me on. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. It's a blessing to have you here. First things first, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for being born again. <laughs> listen, That's listen, your ultimate gratitude, if you ask here, me. Here, listen, I tell people, look, all right, because... Stuff happens. You get born again, the battle's not over. Honestly, you just now got in the battle. Yeah, I was about to say, it just started. And only live things swim upstream. Everything else is just carried away. 
So, mm. but, but listen, so sometimes when so you say what you're great, I have a, a whole host of things to be grateful for, but I tell people, listen, you start off with, you're not going to hell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you build from there. And, and sometimes that means your socks, underwear, hot water, whatever, because there's lots of people in this world that don't have very much and they're hurting lots of hurting people and there's always a worse situation and the shortest path to victory in every situation is is a thankful heart mm. period and 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 if your heart is ungrateful if you have an unthankful heart and if you're blaming god for anything you've been you've you've received a lie okay because god's a good god he's not to blame for anything every decision he makes is just and you just take that and go from there and thank him for his goodness and we have a season when you're going through something but if you want to extend the season be ungrateful <laughs> if you want to extend the season be a grumbler so i am just glad to be born again i'm grateful for the opportunity to be with you here today and speak to god's people because they're precious and they're treasures. And, and so are the lost people, by the way. If they're they, listening, God loves you. They are. And and here and that's that's the my favorite thing to me. I mean, obviously, I want everyone to find Jesus. Um, because I know that's what saved me from a life of very demonic, mm. an evil, evil, dark life. Yes, and um, I had a guy on a minister, actually. I I've done this is my second broadcast today and had a minister on from um it's the what's it called the not unification or interfaith he's uh -huh. a he, he's a pastor but he's an interfaith minister he has an interfaith ministry but a very interesting conversation today and you know and i can appreciate you know people's viewpoints and all of that stuff and i you know one thing i had to make clear during the broadcast was that you know jesus is my savior but i i do i i do I am so grateful for this, that we have Muslims, atheists, Buddhists, transgendered, gay people, bisexual people. We've got a mix of everything from all over the world that watch this show and they hear me talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's and I'm I'm I feel honored and privileged for that. But um, I'm so glad that you said that, because some people don't feel like God's children. They don't know that they're God's child. They haven't accepted that yet. Mm -hmm. And um, but they need to know that they're loved, too. So I'm really, really glad that you said that. Well, here's the thing. He so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son that all who would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So God holds every single human precious, mm. every human, even the one that aggravates you. <laughs> even the one that is your greatest opponent, even the one that hates you without cause, even the one that causes you problems, even the ones that are doing a very poor job in governments across the world, trying to destroy human beings yeah. and, and put us all into a dark, dark place and a cage and all. And, and yet God loves everyone. And the salvation is for all who will. And there is a spirit of adoption that will come in. One time, I just feel like I need to share this. One time, Please. so you spoke of Muslims. 
So one time I went into a, um, I went to buy a projector because I, I would go do ministries. And if I got into a place where I wanted to do a PowerPoint, I needed a projector if they didn't have one. So mm -hmm. I bought one off of Craigslist. I live in Eastern Oklahoma. And what I city? Bought, uh, what town? P-O-T-E-A-U. That's not far from Tahlequah. No, no, it's I about played, an hour and a half. <laughs> I, yeah. I played football there. Uh, oh. I'm originally from Oklahoma, so okay. well, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I tell people I live in the far east or the middle east, as <laughs> as far east you can get in Oklahoma without hitting Arkansas, you know, right in the middle of yeah. the state. So, so um, I went up there to purchase this from them, uh, this this couple, and I knocked on the door. They were very gracious. They let me in. They were Turkish, and it turns out they were Muslims. They served me um, – Muslim uh, or, or Turkish coffee, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. So they <laughs> gave me good. one. I asked for the second one. They gave me the second one. And we're sitting talking a minute. They're professors in, at, at the University of Arkansas. And they said, what are you going to use with the projector? And I said, well, it's going to be for ministry. And they said, oh, really? What kind? I said, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the, the ministry of the gospel, of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said, oh, well, we believe in all these different paths. And mm -hmm. I said, and that, you know, God gives everybody a right to believe what they want to. <laughs> but there's only one path of salvation. And I said, there's only one. And it's through one person. And it's Jesus Christ, the son of God, who became a man and died. And I gave him a little. And I said, but here's, I said this to him. I said, when you believe and receive the spirit of God will come and dwell in you. Mm -hmm. God will send his spirit to live inside of you. And I said, and you know what else? And, and I said, he'll even, he, he, he will speak through your mouth if you want, if you'll allow him to. And when I told them that they said, really? And I said, do you want to hear? And they said, yeah, we would love to hear. Oh, totally. And I said, and I said, all right. And I began to pray in tongues. And when I did, they both looked at each other. Goosebumps were blowing up all over them. And they said, do you speak Aramaic? And I said, no, nope, not a word. And I said, but God spoke that for you. See, because he loves people. Okay. I want to ask you something because I asked him this question too. Yeah. <clears throat> And I'm not trying to take you off the rails here or anything like that. So I'm well, asking you respectfully. To. Yes, sir. So I know that we are all born, every single one of us. We are given gifts when we are born. We didn't uh -huh. ask for them. We didn't sign up for it. It's like God said, here's your gifting. Uh -huh. Hitler had them. Mussolini had them. You have them. I have them. Jesus had them. Every, like, we all get them. Yep. Now. That same spirit, the same gifting that I have, I can use for good or evil as a choice. Yep. For most of my life, I use my gifting for evil. That's why mm -hmm. I hurt a lot of people because I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. My gifting is what it is. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but it, it, it can be used for really bad and or really good stuff. Yep. That said, when I gave my life to the Lord, my sixth time in jail in L.A. County facing five years, um, and I had an experience with the Holy Spirit that blows my mind to this day. I'm still blown away by it. 
Praise you, Lord. But, but I want to ask you something. I mean, getting knocked down and lifted up at the same time, and like it, it was, man. There was I. I've done a, I. The euphoria, the high, the floating, the experience that that was was stronger than any drug I ever did my entire life put together compared to that day. It was undeniable what happened. Yes. Here's my question. Obviously, my gifting is operated by a spirit. The one I was born with. What is this spirit? Is the Holy Spirit always inside me when I'm born and it's activated when I accept Jesus? Or is it a different spirit that comes in and replaces the one that's there? So you're born with a human spirit. And the book of Ecclesiastes says when a man dies, his spirit returns unto the Lord. Okay. So you're born with a human spirit. But that is actually the God's spirit that keeps you alive. I mean, we have life. God breathed life into us, and then man became a living soul. And that soul part of us is the personality. That's the uniqueness of you. The uniqueness of who you are, of who I am, of who every human being is. So if the spirit, according to Ecclesiastes, goes back to the Lord, that's every human saved or not. The soul then is going to end up either absent with the body, present with the Lord, or in Hades, hell, Sheol, the holding place, until the final dispensation, which will be the lake of fire. The giftings that are in you are also inherited. We have stuff in our DNA. What your ancestors were good at, you will become good at. It, it, it is um, Now, it, it can skip, it can move, it can so. You know, we have good inheritances and we have bad inheritances. Yeah, I got some of the bad ones, too. Uh, me, too. <laughs> a lot of them. And, you know, I prayed for a man today. It's funny. My wife and I were in a furniture store and, and we prayed for a man today and, and, and we were buying something from him. And I said, how can I pray for you? And he said, well, I just got back from my mother's funeral. He said last week she called and said, come, son. I am not going to last much longer. And he said, well, I'll be there in a couple of days. And she said, no, you don't understand. You need to come now. Oh. He got on a plane and went to California. Him and his brothers were there. They visited their mom. They took a picture. She wanted a picture of them around her. And they took that picture and then they moved. And then behind her lined up the daughters and the wives and the daughter-in-laws, and she died on the spot during that picture. So the man, I said, when I when I said, "Well, can I pray for you?" and I prayed, and I and, and here's what people need to know: when people die, you you know, and we haven't gone into that yet, but you know that I, what the Lord does and has done with me because I needed it more than anybody. Now He's used me to help people is get people delivered of demons and break curses and break these generational issues. Listen, you get saved with a shotgun prayer. It goes like this. Oh, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again on the third day. I believe that you paid the price for me. Come live in me. There's a shotgun that's prayer that says, bam, I'm a sinner. Yeah. Freedom comes with rifle shots. 
rifle shots. It, it's where you confess things specifically to break the power of the enemy that is trying to destroy you. And if people don't think he has any access, well, the book of Revelation says he goes before the throne of God night and day. Night and day accusing the brethren. So he's actually accusing the people that are born again and belong to God. But anyway, so we talked about the inheritance. And so this man, he and as I prayed for him, now look, when his mama died, what was in her came out and went into those family members, the inheritance. And as I prayed, I wait, said, wait, 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 wait. You're yes, saying, are you saying the spirit of that person when they left? No, no the spirit went to God, the okay. demonic spirits, what she had never been through deliverance. So what she inherited and what's come down the bloodline and rejection, fear, anger, whatever it is. Holy she's. Yes, are you sir. saying that's how it's done? Like yes, how sir, generational curses happen? The inequities of the fathers are visited to the sons, to the third and the fourth generation. Holy jeez. So, well, we go from glory to glory now, right? So what's yeah. happening where we're going from glory to glory? We're putting off, if I'm putting off the old man and putting on the new, there's the old man coming out of me. Now, part of that's crucifying the flesh. I don't get free unless I die to self, all right? right. But so many of God's people are beat up tormented, can't get past this, can't get, hey, got a temper 20 years after they've been saved, still cussing people. It's because they've never been delivered. You got some of these old folks that get dementia. They've been serving God all of their life, you know, and all of a sudden they're cussing everybody. Well, what happened? Their bodies got weak. Their will got weak. The demons are taking over. They never got delivered. So do we, do you, hold on, do you align with me in the belief that mental illness is really spirit and demon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. All these people that are bipolar had a catastrophe. Listen, it's a trauma happened to them when they were younger. And so you've got a split personality. So rather than generally, you, you know, you got some people that are multiples, multiple I'm, splits, multiple hurts, right? And it's demon. I, I have, I, I've been diagnosed. Diagnosed, but I also know I have it. I'm healing. I'm going through my healing journey. Yes. And I've healing each of my altars, but I have the, the multiple. Well, let me tell you something, my brother. Each one of those is a nest of demons. I know. And, and I as, <laughs> as truth comes in, it's truth that destroys lies. Amen. So we accept the truth. And the number one acceptance for freedom is that your daddy in heaven loves you. Amen to that. That's I the agree. number one thing. The number one thing, my father in heaven loves me. And some people, listen, there's so many people, so many people. And I'm just going to say for America, but it can be the world over. Okay. But we had, we had a, a place where the fathers abdicated. They didn't love their wives. They, they weren't there for their children. Many of them were actually good men, but worked so hard and they thought work was the equivalent of love. And so they forgot to spend time with their children uh, or they were perfectionists. And they told that boy, uh, you're no good, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you be like your brother? They told that girl, you're no good. Why can't you be, you know, a host of things can get said that injure a child. 
Yeah. But but and then then there are actually fathers that uh, are did terrible things to their children, either physically, sexually, uh, or emotionally. Now look, when I say this, the number one thing is to forgive your father. If you want to be free, the number one, the first thing is to get born again. Make that exchange. I don't care where you're from. I don't care about your culture. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. There's a God in heaven who loves you, and he loves you so much that he became a man, one of us, in order to be able to live a perfect life and die for us so that he could pay the price that a holy God has to require for sin. And that's the heart of the father. So you need to, a lot of people can relate to Jesus as savior. Uh, a lot of them don't make him Lord. Listen to me. You need to make him Lord. You want to prosper in life? Let him be the boss. He won't make you do anything. But if you <laughs> let him be boss, life goes a lot better. Yeah, you get I fulfillment. Agree. You get peace, peace with God, peace with yourself and peace with others. And then, then you forgive everyone. So these fathers that weren't there, a lot of people can't relate to our heavenly father who is the perfect dad. And, and I say the word daddy, a daddy is an affectionate term. The Bible said, Abba, the spirit of God would come in you and cause you to cry out, Abba, Abba, father. The word pater was father. The word Abba was daddy. So when you're, you, it's an intimate term for a man that fathered you, who loves you and who would do anything for you. And so if you can't relate to your father in heaven, the first step is to start forgiving your father on earth. And then when you do that and you deal with things, we don't have the time to go into the depth of everything that needs to be done. But there are ties that need to be broken between you and your earthly father. There are ties that need to be broken. We call those soul ties. Yeah. There are spirits. If an earthly father controlled you, a demon will take on his name. And that spirit will be within you under his name, tormenting you, controlling you coming against you, making you feel like you're not loved. You, you may feel unloved. You may feel unwanted. You may feel rejected. You may feel abandoned. You may have fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. All of these come whenever there is a, a, a wrong perception of our heavenly father because of the behavior of the earthly father. The first step is to forgive your earthly father. And listen, that don't mean you're saying he did right. Yeah. It does not mean we're saying he behaved well. That yeah. means we're saying, I, I don't I take him out of my court. He's in the court of the Lord. If he's alive, I ask you to have mercy on him, Lord. Amen. If he's dead, I hope he repented and made heaven. That sets us free. That sets us free. That is good. So, so back to that inheritance, though. So when a person dies, those in, if, listen, that's why we're, one of the reasons we're so messed up. The inequities of the fathers are visited the sons of the third and the fourth generation. And so you look at it, if nobody's ever repented and the power of God hasn't been brought in, 
So the power of God, I know a lot of ministries, and I don't knock anybody. Praise God for anybody that's preaching the gospel, pushing against darkness. But there's a lot of places where all that's done is a breaking of things. And that is wonderful. We break the curses. We renounce this. We renounce this work. We renounce that. But here's the deal. It's an incomplete work. Because all I did was break a contract to make an enemy a squatter. If you own real estate, <laughs> you listen, this body here, your body, every born again person's body belongs to the Lord, Amen. right? He purchased that. But that doesn't mean there are not areas of operational control or influence that the enemy has got. That's where lies are, strongholds are. You belong to the Lord, but there are lies, there are strongholds that you are operating under that the enemy has control to varying levels. When we come out of agreement with him and in agreement with the word of God. So the first thing is, God, you love me. I receive your love. You died for me. You paid for me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. You accept who he's made you. That's your foundation. And then you go ahead, bro. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say something after that. I was going to ask you. Go ahead. So, I mean, Jesus died on the cross to save us of our sins, but is it appropriate to look at Jesus as a brother or is it a father? So he's part of the Godhead, right? Yeah. So Jesus is, is also called the everlasting father, but relationally, listen. So yeah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Relationally, Jesus is our big brother. He's the first fruit of many brethren. He is our friend. So he's king. Lord, Savior, brother, and friend. He is all of those. Relationally, that means day-to-day -day relation. All right, look, I've, he's God, so I'm honoring. I'm going to do my best through his grace. You started off speaking of grace. None of this is done without the grace of God. I'm going to tell you right now, if there's anything I do good now, it's because of him. Mm. It's all him. And in all of the wicked, wicked things I used to do as a whoremonger, a dope smoker, a, a cocaine chaser, as a brawler, as a divorcer, all of the things I used to do that I've been forgiven for. Thank Amen. you, Father. Right. All <laughs> of that that I don't do anymore is by the grace of God. All right. But now, look, there is relationship. The father is is a daddy he wants to relate to us as our father as our father in heaven as our abba and that's an intimate you're my dad now i respect him he can spank me he's the king he is a powerful awesome mighty god and and i i need to respect that the fear of god is partly that respect but part of the fear of the lord just means i care about what my daddy thinks because I love him because he loves me and he sent Jesus to die for me. I am grateful for that. Now, listen, so Jesus is Lord and King and Savior, but he's also my big brother who will defend me. He is also my friend. He told the apostles, he said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. 
So a lot of people can't relate to him. Now, listen, I'm telling you, there's three areas. If, you, if you've had trouble with your father, you may have trouble accepting the goodness and the love of the father. Now, I just now started calling him daddy. Yeah, and, and that's a good practice. Yeah. Really? You, you get that? Even before it sinks in. Even before it sinks in, brother, you start calling him that because out of your mouth, you're declaring what it is, who he is. Oh, He's that's good. Dad. You that's see? Good. So our emotion it's like forgiving people. Emotions, if they're the boss, we're in trouble. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's really if, true. If they're the boss, we're in trouble. They're God-given and they have a place, but they have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God. So the Word of God says, if I don't forgive, I'm not forgiven. The Word of God says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He is my big brother. He's my friend. He's the pattern. I'm supposed to act like him. So even if I don't feel like it, I ask, I forgive and I say, God, help me to forgive. You know I need healing, but I'm willing to put them in your court. I'm asking you to bless. And listen, if they're alive, ask him to bless them if you want to get healed. <laughs> See, ask him to bless them, even the worst ones, because yeah. his blessing is what would save them and stop the cycle of darkness. Hey, I had a lot of people wish that thought I belonged in hell right next to Satan. I mean, you talk to my ex-wives, ex-girlfriends, old friends. I mean, sure. I was on the fast track to hell. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I, 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 if Jesus can change my life, if daddy, God can change my life, <laughs> Me too. you sure as heck can change yours. And I, yes, sir. Again, I mean, not everybody that, you know, I mean, there's people that have followed this journey since Gratitude Unfiltered started, but I mean, those of you, you guys know the story. Those of you who read the book, you know the story. It's it's dark, it's evil, but 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 Jesus. <laughs> it's, but Jesus. Um, I want to ask you something really quick. And this is um my last conversation is just it's it's still in my head. So, like some of these questions, you're bringing up things that are making me want to ask. Yeah, go ahead. What is your take? Because we've talked a ton about Jesus and obviously God, daddy, or brother, the relationship. But why do you think? I mean, Paul's story is really, really amazing. It is. It's, 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 an, it's as inspiring of a story as you get to me. Me too. But he, can you explain to me, and I can't give you all of the specifics, but there's some contradictions. There's some things where his, it looks like his mind changes. But then the other thing that always sticks out to me and bothers me to no end, it's what he says about women preachers and women speaking in church. And like, I got to tell you, the most godly, powerful, Holy Spirit filled people I know, I would say 95% of them are women. So how is that? Can you talk about that and help me understand it? Because it bothers me. It bothers me. Like, it bothers me so much that I just want to read the Gospels, and that's it. I, I, I mean, I read other parts, but can you explain that, please? Because you are way more educated about the Bible than I am. For me personally, I couldn't imagine not having Paul's words. They, they are so um, apropos for daily living. Strong. I agree with that. And now, when he's dealing with these issues, you've got to go back contextually, too. And you realize he 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 commended 
Apollos and his wife Priscilla for what they did with, I mean, well, I mean, not, uh, not Apollos, but, um, I can't remember the man's name, but the, the, but the wife's name was Priscilla for what they did with Apollos. Okay. And, and, and you will see that he, he didn't, it was not a blanket statement about every occasion, but now there is order. Okay. And people have varying opinions about this. I have a saying, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay? <laughs> okay? Or it's not my saying. I'm from Texas. That's just what we say. Yeah. I also, sooner, by the way. Right. I eat mean <laughs> meat and spit out bones, too, from any given minister. But contextually, Paul's dealing with churches. And even in many places in the world, you go to church, the men will sit on one side, the women will sit on the other. Okay. And there was crosstalk going on, right? Oh. All right. So he, when he said, I suffer a woman not to speak in church, he was dealing with that, my opinion. Okay. All right. Now, so there's apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, right? Now, a woman is capable. Listen, they can do anything we can do. Anything. Yeah, my wife. You know, uh, there are some physical lamentations that men, you know, can excel in that women can't do. Most women, but some can. Okay, there yeah. are exceptions. Yeah. But but one thing a man can't do is be a wife and a mother. And this no. world is messed up without wives and mothers. Amen. Right? Now, God then also gave order, right? Yeah. And he put the man as the head. Not because the man was better or more important, but because he set the order. And, and the truth is, even in the failure of man, when you go back to the garden, Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't. Okay? So he wasn't deceived, but she was. Yeah. And now he failed because he loved his wife. And, you know, Lord knows uh, whatever all that dynamic was. But, but he failed to guard her. Perhaps if he'd have rose up and run the devil out of there, uh, we would be having a different story today. But he didn't. Mm. So God put order. So, so this is my opinion. Men are supposed to be in the leadership positions. Leadership. But that doesn't mean women aren't wonderful prophets. That doesn't mean they're not wonderful teachers that, doesn't, you know, and, and, and I think when Paul was saying, I suffer not a woman to teach a man as well too, that means being forced to be taught. If I want to have, I have a woman that's, uh, her name is Jerry McGee. She's like a mother in the Lord to us. She's a wonderful woman of God, a deliverance minister, strong. I have no, you know, whoever wants to go sit and be taught by her, that's a man's, that's his choice and he can receive and be blessed but there's places where what we get is is i believe you end up in a place where the enemy can get in if you don't have male leadership okay that's it yeah I mean, okay. we need both parties right we i agree with that i i want to you know, I mean, look, it's it's as you can see with some of the scandals that are coming out with some of the different pastors and, you know, more and more, it seems like are creeping out every day. There's something that we sure. find out. Sure. But, you know, I mean, men in power is a dangerous thing because we took advantage. Men took advantage in the 50s and 60s and of of 
their position in the home. And now we've got the situation that we have. And mind you, some of this stuff is manufactured and in other parts are, well, men quit being being the men that they were supposed to be. They quit putting God first, quit leading the family correctly, quit. They just quit. They, they took advantage of their power. Kind of like what the government's doing. It's taking just advantage like of their it. power. Man but, or man. And I can see as a man, you know, a, a pastor, I think of a pastor as a counselor too. Mm-hmm. The one that's going to the hospital to pray for you. The one that you go into the meetings and you have the private prayer and counseling yeah. and stuff like that. Yes. I see that. I see how that's super dangerous to a, a man counseling a woman. That to me seems like, no, that's a bad idea. Um, but on the flip side, yeah. <laughs> on the flip side, a woman in that position is just as susceptible to being influenced, having temptation, and so yep. on and so on. So yep. it's, I mean, it kind of goes to me. It goes both ways. Um, I, I appreciate your thoughtful answer on it. I, I don't know if we'll. I mean, I guess when we get to heaven, we'll find out for sure what it was really what it meant. And I don't even know if it really matters. It just bothers me because if we're supposed to if this is the word of god and everything in it's true and i read that statement it pisses me off <laughs> like there's well, no see, other way to say it well but but there's a lot of women that are in pastoral positions because men abdicated you know and, they and and because they abdicated that's there does that mean they're not capable nope no it, does that mean that it, you know, because you always go back to God's perfect will and his permitted will. Mm. So there's a lot of things that happen that aren't supposed to be happening if the perfect will was done. And God wow. will make lemonade out of lemons often. Okay. So that's you go what, back like, to- in other words, he can take your mess and make it your message. Exactly. <laughs> he can, so he can take like, your, yeah. I'm the head of my household. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But I serve my wife. Amen. I love Amen. my wife. Mm-hmm. I hearken to my wife. I mm-hmm. listen to her opinion. Do you follow me? She yes, might sir. be saving me from a problem. Okay. <laughs> but Mine now <laughs> I, I also, as the head of the household, am responsible to take what she says and pray, lift that up to God. And be working with the Holy Spirit to make sure the serpent isn't deceiving her. And I'm to guard her. So I Amen. am responsible to the Holy Spirit. I'm responsible through the Holy Spirit for what goes on in my family. And I'm responsible to be her defender as well. And so, and, and there are times if there's something wrong that I may be compelled to bring correction but I only do that when I'm told to by the Lord. If not, I'm just over here repenting for me and repenting for her and confessing our sin and praying that God bring to light for her yeah. and me. Right. And I never go. And I, when I'm going to pray for her or anybody else, I never go with a finger pointed at them. <laughs> I'm going, first of all, saying, forgive me, God, forgive yeah. me for my part. 
forgive me for my failures, forgive me for my sin, and now forgive. Now she's my wife, so we're one flesh. So now I can say and forgive my wife for her sin. So I'm mm. going as a covering for her, confessing both our sin, going through the blood. Now I can turn around and say, you lying devil, you spirit, <laughs> whatever's going on, and say, get out in Jesus' name. Amen. That's how we're supposed to be. So, and by the way, so that pattern of a husband and wife, if you're a businessman and you are a leader, you're not supposed to lord over your employees. You're no. supposed to treat them with respect. You're supposed to treat them with dignity. You're we should be asking them to do things. Then if they won't, I mean, I was, I had a business for a long time. The people that we would ask them, we were courteous, we were kind, we didn't boss them around. Now, if they didn't do what we asked them to, we'd have the conversation that says, why aren't you doing what I asked you to? If I have to tell you what to do, then you probably need to go be blessed with another job somewhere. Right? See, because we're supposed to walk in the love of God. Amen. And and, and true authority doesn't have to prove it's the boss. <laughs> that's true and true that's authority true. says i don't have to wrestle with anybody listen i just lay out the truth to people but if if people don't want to hear i'm not going to wrestle with them i'm that god gave them a right to believe different than what i know right that's true so i'll step back and fight for them to hear right true authority if I came to your house and you said, Randy, if I came to your house and it was full of idols, unless God told me to tell you, you need to get rid of that stuff, I would be out of order. But, and even then wow. I could not come and, 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 and I would not come in there and start telling you, you need to get rid of this. You get rid of this. Unless you said, man, I'm, there's something wrong over here. Would you come pray over my house and show me now you have given me permission to speak into your life. And I can't. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I think what you're saying is, I mean, I, I think you're saying this. You're saying that it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And we're supposed to have our, we have our own relationship. We have our own path. Yes, we're the body of Christ. But for us to reach over and start poking holes in someone else's walk and saying, hey, you're doing this wrong. You're skipping when you should be hopping and whatever, you know. Like that, that's not right. Unless if I reach out to my brother or sister in Christ and say, hey, I'm struggling here. There's something wrong. And then I'm inviting you in to check my mail for then you to say, well, okay, you got a problem with lust or you're doing this or, you know, have you looked at the way you're eating or you're not getting enough sleep? You're, are you, you know, not being responsible? What, whatever it be, you can pick it apart. But in other words, Stay in your lane until I've invited you to come in. <laughs> well, and saying. that's the thing. Now, God may send you to warn somebody, but you need to know it's him. See, Ezekiel chapter three says, you see a righteous man stumble and you don't warn him, his blood's on your hand. If you see an unrighteous man stumble and you don't warn him, his blood's on your hand. That doesn't mean that you're going to look at all this unrighteousness <laughs> in the world and try to tell everybody you walk by or see or anything else. We are in relation with the Holy Spirit. So what yeah. is my portion? So when I am moved by the Holy Spirit, if I seen a man that, that was, say, fornicating, and I knew that he was a brethren, it means nothing to a lost man until True. he gets saved. 
But if I know this person professes Christ and they're in my portion and God makes them my portion and he says, you need to warn him, you need to speak something or I just know. Now I may tell them, but I don't do it like this. I do it like, listen, bro, I've done everything you could do. <laughs> and boy, yeah. I know I have been a fornicator, an adulterer, a drug. I've done it all, and it was all destruction. And your Lord loves you. Can I pray with you to help you walk out of this? See? That's love. That's, that's, that's not love. even judgment. That's love. No, it ain't judgment. Listen, you've been where I've been. I know full well that, listen, listen. If I live a guarded life, listen to me. I don't go near the fire to see how close I can get without getting burned. I just don't. <laughs> All right? I'm grateful to God. I want to live a holy life. I want to live a sanctified life. I watch what goes in these ears. I watch what goes on these eyes. I, I, if, I'm going to say this. Anybody listening today, if, you, if, you're, God, if you're not God's uh, through Jesus, make him your Lord. Just invite him in. You, it, it's the best. It's the most important thing you could ever do. But if you're his, these two steps that I'm going to tell you right now, well, you know, once you clear your path, right, forgive people, do all that. But then as you walk through life on a daily basis, be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. The minute somebody offends you, start forgiving them. Don't give place to the devil. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, lest you give a place to the devil. Well, I don't want him having a place with me. Your book, you said the devil within? Devil well, inside me. The devil inside. So if you're going to walk around, even as a born-again Christian, with unforgiveness and bitterness, you're going to have a spirit of bitterness. That's true. And it defiles many according to Amen. Hebrews, and it'll give you arthritis. It will cause all sorts of things. And a lot of times, one of the reasons people aren't willing to forgive others is because they won't even forgive themselves. Okay. Yeah. You've got to forgive yourself. A lot of these diseases that are autoimmune. So if we took the chemtrails aside and we took all the poisoning aside, but then we're going to deal with it on a spiritual level, the autoimmune diseases are all self-hatred. The body gets in agreement with the mind, even if your mind subconsciously, if you're not walking around going, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. But yet, I have to challenge you real quick. Go ahead. What's HIV then? Because that's an autoimmune disease. Well, I that is do an sex. imposed autoimmune disease. But oh, okay. <laughs> homosexual people don't love each other, brother. They don't love themselves. Okay. I didn't love myself when I got HIV, that's for sure, or so any of the behavior before. Right, no. right. and I'm, I'm saying homosexual, but you can go and you can talk any of the things that we do in defiance of God. If you're sure. loving God, you love yourself. You accept yourself, right? Yeah. All right? But if you don't accept yourself, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you don't love yourself, your body will get in agreement with it. Wow. Now know this, just like this last round of the sea <laughs> and all of that that's being done here, right? Those are imposed, imparted disease by the hand of man yeah. through the influence of the devil. Oh, and, have you been paying attention to CERN? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it lately, but I know of it. I know. I just well. watched the, um, after my quiet time this morning, I had got a message and... Um, which actually reminds me of another question I want to ask you. 
they the opening of that tunnel i saw the parade oh yeah i've it, seen that that's that it, was done it, a while it, back yeah the portal and then the travis scott concert that's yep. a portal yep it they are open that would that's been cern's agenda from yep. the beginning yes, is sir. to open the portals yes sir and they're opened so one you know what really quick really quick yeah, do you know what covid 19 Wuhan, China means in Hebrew? Tell me. It basically means, without give or take a few words, Mark of the Beast programming, all of it. A oh, Mark of the Beast, man merging with machine, man merging with AI is what yep. it basically spells out to be. Yeah. I, I, I watched the, the, the breakdown of it today in video and Google Translate. Yeah. Unbelievable. Because I've, I've been really bothered with the church. It's great to talk about everything that's going on in the world, but what they're not preparing people, all they say is Jesus is coming soon. Uh -huh. They say Jesus is coming soon over and over and over again. But the part that they keep leaving out that just blows my mind is why in the world are, are no preachers talking about man merging with AI, man merging with machine, as in Daniel's prophecy, when he talks about iron mixing with clay. Why is no pastor talking about this? There's because a few. That's the agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't know a single one. Uh -huh. Not one. I would love to find one so I can watch him because ultimately our eyes need to be folks fixated on Jesus. But for the kingdom-minded people, they have the gifting. If they know what's coming, they know what to pray for. They know how to prepare. They know how... Like one of the things that we're working on uh, underground is the digital Noah's Ark and the yeah. underground railroad. That's yes. what we're working on, which is the last line of defense against AI. We've been yes, working sir. on it for a couple of years, but that's because I know what's coming. I've known since I was seven years old and I saw the Terminator. I had already gotten a vision because I'd been molested. Leave the Terminator. Then I see it clearly. Then I see the lawnmower man. And yeah. the lawnmower man is what's happening with Meta, which is, you know, with Facebook. It's all here in people's face. The fourth industrial evolution, the yep. great reset. What all yep. of this is about is about the singularity. It's about man merging with machine. Man versus cyborg is the final war. It's not man versus Muslim. It's man versus cyborg. That's and, where we're and, going. And, and I'm going to add to that. It is man Please. and machine, but it's also the alteration of genetics so that man is no longer man. It's the ultimate spit in God's face. We are made yep. in God's image. Yep. And the ultimate defiance of that yep. is to defy it. When we start altering our body, changing our DNA, all that yep. stuff, it's spitting in our creator's face. So the thing is, is Jesus is son of man. He's son of God and he's son of man. Mm -hmm. So he had to be born from a woman and, and have that from man in order to be the one that could take our blame. Yes. The one that could live perfect and atone for us. So yes, he sir. came to identify with humans. Now, the humans are the sons and daughters of Adam. Now, until you get born again and adopted, and now you become a son of God. Okay? Before that, you're a son of Adam. All human beings are the son of Adam. In Genesis 6, the sons of God, which are Benai Elohim in the Hebrew, this, these are the, the fallen angels took women for wives 
and there were giants in the land. And, and then non-canonical, biblically approved books also tell you that they tampered with animals. The evidence across the world architecturally is incredible, but hidden by the Catholic Church and the Smithsonian. I well, knew I loved you, King. I knew it. So, so the, 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 I love you too, brother. Thank you, God. So the thing, the thing is, though, that first incursion, although they lusted and they got caught up in that, it was meant to stop the seed of the woman who is Christ Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, from coming forth. So if you tainted the bloodlines till that there was all the, the bloodlines. Now, look, in, in, I'm from Texas. You're from Oklahoma. There's a couple of kinds of cattle up here. Uh, one kind might be Hereford, and the next yeah. would be Angus. If you yeah. mix a Hereford and an Angus, you don't have a Hereford or an Angus anymore. You've got a different kind of creature. Okay, so but this is but even that is they're still cows. They're just not Herefords and they're not Brangus Angus. All right, but here's the deal. What happened when you mix a fallen angel with a human is you've got a hybrid being. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you really get it, when you get born again, you become sort of a hybrid too, but your genetics are still of Adam. Your spirit man has the Lord residing inside the Holy of Holies. That's your spirit, right? And you have a promise of a new body. One like Jesus has when you're resurrected or changed in the twinkle of an eye, whatever timing that is. The genetics was meant to stop the Messiah from, to, from coming, the genetic alteration. After the flood, it happened again, but not in mass, but they centered in the promised land and they were encamped in what's called Canaan land. And all of those Ike tribes were giants. So a lot of people wonder why God would say kill every man, woman, and child if he was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and they can't picture Jesus as Savior and the God of the Old Testament as the same. But the reason God said kill all them is because they were tainted and they weren't human and they weren't supposed to be alive. They were unredeemable. Hence what's and about to happen here on earth. That's it. So, see, they did not stop the king of glory from coming, and they would not have crucified him had they known what they were doing. God blinded Satan, Lucifer, all the fallen angels, all the demons at one time, and, and he crucified, they crucified the Lord. He blinded them, or they wouldn't have done it, the word says. So they did it. They did it through men, but guess what? They didn't, it didn't work. So now we're running, the Messiah came. The provision is there. The, those that looked forward to it before his crucifixion, their Redeemer came for them. Now those that believed on this Messiah afterwards, their Redeemer has come for them. Now the Redeemer is still available. But if you take the mark, if your DNA is changed to where you have a new operating system and you're no longer human. You are not eligible to be saved by the son of man. And so whether it be AI, whether it be genetic alteration, and I personally believe the mark of the beast will be whoever the antichrist is, it's going to be his DNA. Because listen, when you're born again into Christ, you're born again into him and to God.
born again from above. That mark is going to get you born again into the Antichrist. It's a literal transformation. And it will be, I believe it's going to be a combination of the two. The AI, listen, so the graphene oxide in those jabs is the bridge between human beings and the internet of everything through the 5G towers. Well, we're heading to it. It's all, it's really, it's, it's where, where it's really leading to when you're right about the internet of everything, but it's the internet of bodies. Yeah. 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 I don't it's, know. I think I sent you a, a teaching I had done. It's three hours long, but it was what we have walked through, my wife and I, from getting COVID twice to what happened before COVID to, to, to the Lord showing us what a Corona field was to sh showing me the 5G towers, telling me it was the internet of everything to, so we went to Oklahoma City a few, about a month and a half ago now, and we went and ate in a restaurant there. And when we came out of there, my wife was sick. Now, you got to hear me. We're in the world, not of the world. So yeah. we can't yellow star. We cannot come against people that are vaccined and hate them. Some of them are yet to be saved and maybe, Okay. It's all right. And some of the born again people that have gotten deceived are going to repent and we may be able to pray and God heal them, but they can repent. Right. Some are going to die when they flip that switch. Masses are going to die. But but we go into this restaurant and when we and the Lord had showed me that every human that takes those shots is going to be a trans a receiver transmitter. Every single human. Is a receiver and That's a transmitter. That's what mRNA and graphene oxide do together. You're right. And, yeah. and when they come together, it's a stronger field. So they are literally picking, and the 5G towers are transmitting. It's coming off of these and through these humans and out. And so we come out of there. My wife was sick. And I, she was going, I don't even know if I can make it to the hotel. And instantly the Lord showed me what happened, that we had walked into that field. And I, and I broke, I said, all right, Father, I thank you for showing me that. I break everything that's come from the manipulation of the technology of the earth, wind, fire, and rain in my wife's body and my body. And I break it, Lord, and I speak a reversal of every programming. And thank you, Lord, that everything that they've tried to shut on is shut off. Everything they've tried to shut off is shut on. And I thank you, Lord, that we're healed. And I break the power of this technological witchcraft in Jesus' name. And I break the power of every spirit. Because listen to me, the demons will take advantage of the technology. So That's why you got to use the technology against them. See, you're going to get the earth, wind, fire, and rain manipulation, which is always what witchcraft did through the demons. You're getting it now through technological sorcery. But whenever that damages your body or does something, the demons are going to come with it. Yes. You're going to get dual fold, spirit and body attack. You want to say hi? Yeah. Hello. Hi. It's my wife, Jessica King. Hi, We're Jessica. having an amazing conversation. I know. It good. <laughs> How are you, ma'am? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I like is it suspenders. Yeah, 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 I have to wear them. I love suspenders. They're, they're more utilitarian than good looks. It doesn't matter. You're keep, <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> they keep my pants up. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you, ma'am. You're, so. you're welcome. Well, it was good to meet you. I'm good to go. meet you, too, sis. Bye. God bless you. you. God bless you. <laughs> 
She likes to pop in. She's like um, the third character of the show. She'll just yeah. drop in. Sometimes she's here for an hour. Yeah. Sometimes it's 30 seconds. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, you have a helpmate. Um, so I, the best, man. Mm. I, I, I have the best. Oh, my gosh, King. They, we just even like we just opened the door. But there's so much more to talk about. Yes. Sir. Um, we're going to have to do this again. I would love to. I, 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 now I know why Miles wanted us to talk because I've been talking about this stuff. I did a show called uh, two years ago called Meet the Beast, and I may lose you on this one because uh, I don't know what your political affiliation is. I'm not, I don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a believer that Trump is going to usher in the beast system. I think he's left part of the hand, right hand, move you to the middle. Right, yeah. left yeah. hand. It's called the Hegelian dialectic. They they do this. On, we had to far this way. Now we had to far this way to move us to here. Yeah. And and so I had hoped for different. I had hoped for different, but you've got to look at who rolled out the vaccines in something called Operation Warp Speed. Indeed. And you got to look at what didn't happen. And so if there is a comeback with now, look, this system has to go down for the new one to come. Yes. So there's going to be an instrument. And and so even when you're saying that, so I had hoped for different. I really did. I've even gotten where prophetically, I just say the Lord, Lord, what if there's anybody that's your prophet that's speaking in the earth today, I agree with them. But there's so many voices, so many things, right? And yet, but I just agree with whoever's speaking for God. Now, over and and but but here is this, and when you start looking at all the Q stuff, it all morphed into uh, golden age, mm-hmm. which that ought to throw alarms up for anybody that has any understanding at all. Exactly. And and so now I vet everything, I do, because I come out of all that darkness, and I just decided to believe God, and mm-hmm. and and He gave me the grace to believe His word and to be. True, and then to begin to help people and to destroy the works of the enemy. And in order to do that, you he told me, you've got to learn your enemy. Mm. And so to learn how he works, how he deceives people. Now, some of the journeys I go on, if you don't have the grace to do that, you don't need to go looking at some of the places I've looked. I'm just telling you, okay? Because it could cause you great problems. And I've even had the Lord restrain me at times and say, don't go there. So yeah. I obey. He's he's boss. Okay. Amen. But sometimes you go find things. So when I go looking and I and I look at Trump Tower and it's seven obelisk, which are phallic symbols, and it's got a Asherah, it's got a grove on it, six, six, six in the trees, and then inside his apartments is a polyon, and which is Apollo, which Right there at CERN sits upon a town that's really named for Apollo in the French. Okay. Yep. But yeah. And the Kabbalah stuff. Sir? And the Kabbalah stuff. Well, yeah. And see, so Apollo, (laughs) uh, look, so Nimrod became Osiris in the, in the Egyptian pantheon in the, in the original Babylonian was Nimrod, Semiramis, Tammuz. That became Osiris. Isis and Horus. Many scholars, many researchers believe Nimrod was Osiris. Osiris is Apollo in the Greek. 
Apollyon is in the bottomless pit as the king. Now, in the Hebrew, talking about Nimrod, it says he, I mean, in the English, it says he became a mighty hunter, but the Hebrew says he was defiled and corrupted or corrupted into a gibberum, which is a giant. That's a DNA change. Now, as Jesus is the pattern son, he's the pattern son for the other side. And so many believe, and, and, and then it even gets more interesting, and then the Masons, and I do a lot of deliverance for Masons, and my dad was 32nd in the Shriner, so I know the curse of what comes with Freemasonry. I've lived it. But, but the Masons do a resurrection of a guy named Hiram Abiff. The average Mason doesn't have a clue. It's really Osiris. When the president of the United States is being inaugurated and he faces that obelisk called, which is a phallic symbol, a male symbol called the Washington Monument, they do a raising in the temple in Washington of Osiris, raising him up, as, which is a symbol of him coming back from the dead. And they're believing for his spirit to go into the president of the United States. Holy freaking crap. All of that. <laughs> I didn't know about that. So wow. they call that the, the right. Now, the average Mason out here on the street, he don't have a clue. He doesn't no. have a clue. He's just in a good old boy thing that cursed his family. And he doesn't know it's cursing his family. But the uh, enlightened ones, the, the ones that, that, are, that, are, that are, they're called the enlightened ones. They call everybody else the profane. So the profane are told this, the enlightened ones get greater levels of information. And then they also get put into high places under compromise so they can be controlled. <laughs> okay. So this thing is, let me tell you something. All of this that we're talking about, all of it. The only way we're going to walk out what God has called us to do is to get free of all the other junk that just comes from relational issues and the damage and the things that we've inherited so that we can walk in the love of God, let his love flow from us to other people. We want to pray against that darkness. We want to warn people against what's going on. But I'm, I'm not going to be affected. But if I, everything I just said, if I majored on all that, that I cannot change then I'm going to lose what's before me, which makes eternal difference for any given life. So, well, so, so two, two questions for you. Yes, sir. Based off everything you're saying, yep. you're very familiar with bloodlines. Yep. What book do you recommend for people that want to learn about the bloodlines? And I don't want to run it. Cause I, like when I learned about bloodlines, I, it, it, it was a, it was a trip. Um, but what book do you recommend for people to, to better understand it? What well, book do you recommend they read? There's a guy named Gary Wayne, honestly. I mean, there's a couple of them, but Gary Wayne, and that's a, that book is, it's chewy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he wrote a book called the Genesis six conspiracy. And he just begins to show you the two bloodlines. There was a fairy bloodline, which is the females and a dragon bloodline, which is the males. Yeah, And he shows you all of the legends and deals that go all the way through. And he starts and it's a very detailed book. And so but then there's a guy named Fritz Springmeyer. And you need to understand, I don't know Fritz. I don't know Gary. 
and I eat meat, spit out bones, and I want to test everything by the Holy Spirit. Now, Fritz was, by his confession, a farmer Illuminati guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there's, <laughs> so you got to read with the Spirit of God. Now, I believe they will give you details that are true. But, but in, in, when you're dealing with somebody that's come out of that, all right, understand that they were under great programming too. Okay, so there can be parts that may not be from the Lord or may not be valuable. You're going to have to eat meat and spit out bones. Gary Wayne is just a documenter. Here's, here's these families. Here's the legend. Here's what they've done. But let me tell you something. You do have what we know on the surface is 13 bloodline families yeah. on the surface. Okay. I can promise you these are known families. I can promise you there's families that aren't known <laughs> no that doubt. are above these guys. But let's say these were the 13. They hate everybody that's born again, for sure. They want to enslave all humans. All of them want to see their leader come to the forefront. We call mm -hmm. him the Antichrist. And all of them want to be the family that he comes from. <laughs> and they have no love for one another. <laughs> so when you see the, all this stuff bouncing back and forth uh, uh, throughout the world, they're fighting each other even while they cooperate with each other. It's like a mafia family. Right. Right. Or a cartel family. Uh, this one is the leader's best friend until such a time as it's expedient to kill him and become mm -hmm. the leader. Mm -hmm. So, but like people don't even realize, but that president of China, Lee, he's part of the bloodline. He's the dragon, but he's one of the dragon bloodline. Yep. And, and so all of this, I always say this, look, Satan's work, Lucifer's work uh, is it's like a multi thousand tentacled octopus going out all over the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's in the governments and in the education and in the entertainment and in the financial systems all over the world. And as we come to the end, all of those are going to retract into one. And they'll center. They'll center right there in the Antichrist and that that final seat of government. But by the way, he don't get it all. You read the book of Daniel. There's a fight going on. Kings of the East don't agree. There's a battle going on. All of them are going to be, they're not drawn to Armageddon as friends. They're going to be drawn to Armageddon and then they turn to fight the Lord. Right. Yeah. But so it's, it, we, we're going to see a wild time ahead. And oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't believe I'm alive for it. Uh, amazing. I, uh, yeah, no, one, la one last question and then yes, we'll sir. definitely have you back. Thank you. What's the most accurate if I want the true Hebrew and Greek origins of the Bible, is there a translation that would be probably the closest to the actual true conversion from Greek to English or Hebrew to English? That's a hard one to say, my friend. I know, like my friend, my lady in the Lord I told you about, she loves the North American, New American Standard Bible. All right. I read the King James knowing there's some error. But I check it with my eSword and I go, I have a, an app called eSword and I go look and see what the Greek and the Hebrew words mean or what an Aramaic word means. 
Right. So I, I believe that there's a place to now there's certain how do you say this? Like the Bible I'd least recommends the NIV, okay? Flat okay. out because there's a lot taken out of it. Oh. Right? There mm-hmm. there's scriptures that go away. Scriptures like those it said there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus in the King James and, and the better version it says who walk not after the flesh but in the spirit. And then you take that and you take that who walk not after the flesh, but in the spirit. And all you have is there's no condemnation of those that are in Christ. That's saying two different things completely. If I'm going to walk in the flesh, I'm going to. Now, God may not condemn me, but I'm going to be condemned. The devil's going to be able to condemn me. Do you follow me? My conscience is going to condemn me. So I'm going to walk in condemnation. And even in the book of John, it says, if you ask God anything and your heart doesn't condemn you, well, you know, if you're sitting here in known sin, you're asking God for something other than saying, God, forgive me. You don't have any confidence in your prayer. That's true. Right. Because your heart is condemning you. So yeah. the NIV is very easy for people to read, but there's other versions. So, but yet, there are people maybe in China or foreign countries that might pass pages of the NIV around and there's enough word in there that they are just thirsting and hungering for God's word and it can do what the word is there. So what is there is useful. So we don't want to be religious. Right. But right. But I I really, if, if a person really wants to check things, they need to go back and get an app that takes you to the Hebrew and the Greek words to find out the depth of meaning. There's a Bible called the Amplified that basically took the King James. They're they're beautiful. So thank you, Lord, for the children. Thank you, Lord, for the children. Amen. So there's there's a book called the, the Bible called the Amplified, and all it basically does is expound the Greek and Hebrew words. Oh, so that's what that is. Yeah, that's all it's doing. Oh well, thank you very much. You just helped me out. The, the Greek word might have five or six potential meanings, and all of them could be appropriate. Wow. But they chose this one in, say, the King James. Okay. So now this just gives you a little bit more of, okay. of what the potential meanings are. So we just have to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And, and King, would you like to pray us out, sir? Yes, sir, I would. Awesome. Well, Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus for this time that we've gotten to sharpen iron together. I pray that your anointing has come through uh, our voices and that others have heard the good news tonight. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that your your people have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God has been saying. And I also pray that those that don't know you would be drawn by your Spirit to just say yes to your magnificent offer. I bind the strong man in the name of Jesus. God, confess my sin, my brother's sin, his entire family's sin, my spouse's sin. All of our sin, Lord, we just bring before you and thank you that your blood is enough. Your blood is enough to cleanse us and to make us whole. And we are forgiven and we're grateful. And I thank you, Lord, that you've given us authority. I do bind the strong man assigned against us, the ministries, against every person within the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus now and even later. And I bind every spirit of retaliation and backlash and all witchcraft. And thank you, Lord, in the days and times to come, you'll lead us into all truth by your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. 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 King, Amen. God bless you, brother. I, I can't you, brother. wait to talk to you again. Um, I'll send you the media kit once I have it complete. 
Okay. You're a blessing, and uh, I just love this conversation. Thank Bless you. you, brother. Love you, and thank you. Love Bye. you, too. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye -bye. All right. Get down, girls, for a second. All right. Uh, King Richie, everybody. God bless you, sir. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're so cute. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. My family dropped in, which I absolutely love seeing them. I love it when they do that. Uh, God bless King Richie and his family. Thank you. I hope you guys were blessed by this broadcast. Thank you so much. And um, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.